0: Welcome to the Money Tree Real Estate Investor Podcast, where we learn from real estate professionals across the industry. They will share about how they got into real estate, the big wins they have celebrated, the mistakes they have made along the way, and the advice they have for anyone following in their footsteps. Money really does grow on trees. Hey everybody, it's William Holland here for another episode of the Money Tree Real Estate Investor Podcast. I've got a special guest today. I've known him for a long time, Jason Wright. I will let you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your background and what you're working on these days.
1: Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. So I'm Jason Wright. I'm the founder and CEO of a company called Intentionally Inspirational. And even though it sounds like it might be a motivational speaker, I'm actually uh, in digital marketing. So Uh, I'll make a long story short and say uh, I quit corporate America twice, first time didn't go very well, and uh, kind of fought and clawed my way into what I'm doing now, and I just wanted control over my time, right? I just wanted some freedom and the ability to make more money, and I wanted to do it online and do it from home, and I really didn't know what that looked like, but uh, over the course of the last seven years, uh, I found a really nice niche, uh, very narrow niche, but uh, in digital marketing, specifically for active real estate investors it's awesome
0: man so before we dive too much into that and definitely want to talk about that a lot um tell us a little bit more about who you are you know where are you from what do you like to do and uh I noticed that you were giving a shout out to Texas today so you're wearing your cactus ropes Texas hat so I fully support that
1: awesome so I'm a father I'm a husband I'm a son I've got uh two kids and a wife uh we my wife and I've been together It'll be 20 years in September. So we've been um, married—not quite that long, but pretty close. But we've been together for 20 years. Seems to be pretty rare in today's world. Seems like people make it about three years and give up, you know. But I'll tell you, uh, as a 41-year-old, I can tell you, best things in life come with a little hard work and a little time. So, got to keep that in mind. But I love the outdoors. Uh, So when I'm not working, and we get into the fall and winter and the spring here in Indiana uh deer hunting turkey hunting is what i do every time i have a chance i'm in indianapolis area, a little bit south um but i love backpacking i love hiking uh pretty much anything outside um and we've got a place out in wyoming as well so there's some bigger opportunities uh, for stuff like that so just really drawn outside and i love uh the big free parts of this country for sure
0: that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way, man. Uh, two of my bucket list items are to travel to all 50 states of which I've hit about 42 to 44 now, um, depending on your criteria for what counts and what doesn't. And another goal is to go to all 88 state parks within Texas. Wow. So I'm about halfway through that. So I do a lot of hiking, a lot of camping. Uh, I love fishing and just and I just love being outside.
1: Yeah, I, I like the, uh, I have the same goal with all 50 states. I think you're way further than me. I haven't checked in a while, but um, I haven't been, there's a lot of places I haven't been, but um, I'm slowly working there. And my criteria is if you drive through it, it counts, right? If you fly Perfect. over it, it doesn't count, but. No, you, can,
0: you can't count that for sure.
1: You're on the ground, I say it counts. So uh, yeah, good stuff, man. I like it.
0: Yeah, I so I drove through Maryland and I don't even know what you do in Maryland. Honestly, but I drove through it. (laughs) I drove through it and I did not get out of my car. And so some people say that doesn't count. count. So I I would prefer that as well. Um so you are a speaker, an author, an entrepreneur. You got a lot of different boxes that you fit in. Um, tell us a little bit more about you know why you're doing those things. How did you get into speaking, you know, and, and why did you write? Write some content as well.
1: Yeah. So the book came first. um, And it was really just capturing kind of where I was at as an entrepreneur, um, just expanding my thinking. Um, You know, it's amazing. Everything boils down to a mindset game, right? Even physical challenges, you know, whether you're um, in, in the weight room or hiking or in some kind of a survival situation, it's all, it's all boils down to a mental challenge. So, uh, I wrote the book first. I've always enjoyed creating content. Uh, I used to hate speaking, used to be terrified of speaking, but I noticed that when I speak, people tend to pay attention. So I'm a big guy. I've got a loud voice. I've got kind of a radio voice. So people pay six, attention. Six, seven? No, God, no. Six, five. Six, six five. five.
0: Okay. Keep
1: okay. <laughs> getting bigger and bigger. Uh, <laughs> kind of funny. I met a guy the other day that said, What are you, six, one? And I was like, Sure, I'll be okay. A big <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: funny, but um,
1: uh, yeah, so I, I was a kind of a writer, believe it or not. Writing is where I made money the first online. It was uh blogging and it was uh just writing content. Like I used to do stuff on Craigslist back before it was really weird. Um, and I used to do stuff on Upward for writing, and then um. You know, I got into marketing by uh, by accident. Uh, Upwork was a platform where I found a lot of opportunity um, to do work from home. A lot of people were needing help and like click funnels and WordPress and Facebook ads and all these different things that I'd done a little bit of. And uh, I was willing to put in the work to learn how to do what they needed and get the job done, even if it took me 10 times longer than I thought it would. So I did really good work and got traction that way. And then the speaking thing, I always knew that if I could speak, Um, it's a great way to, you know, instantly become an expert in something, right? Even more so than writing a book, I believe. It's just instant. So uh, first opportunity I ever had to speak was last January. So January of 2022 in LA at Hunter Thompson's event. So he had um, the IIREC. He was part of that last year and he gave me the opportunity to speak. And I knew that someday this opportunity would happen. And I had to say yes, whether I was ready or not. And I was terrified, And everybody said I did great, but I don't remember anything I said. It was like super terrifying. But um, after you do it a few times, it's not terrifying. And um, it can really impact people. It can make a really big difference on the business and everything. So um, I'm just leaning into the stuff that, that feels good and it works. And if I can impact people personally and professionally, it's a win.
0: Absolutely. So, another question that that just came to my mind as as I was listening to you speak. So, with with having a blog, writing content, how do you make that into something that's making money?
1: Yeah. How does it that process great, work? Yeah, it's a great question. So, for two and a half years, I focused on blog writing and social media and my brand colors and my logo and all this. And my wife came into my office one day, and she said, "When is this business of yours going to make money?" And I was like. I don't know. I couldn't answer the question, right? I was like, uh uh-oh. So I was working full time. I was driving a lot for work and I was doing that full time with nothing to show for it. And I was like, I need to figure out what I'm selling. I knew it was going to be a service. Mm -hmm. Who am I selling it to and where do I find them? So I started doing everything completely differently. And then once I, I started to have some success doing that each month, Then I was like, I'm going to actually outsource the other stuff. Like it's important, but it's not making me money. So Mm -hmm. now, you know, I haven't written our blog in three years. Um, I don't create much content. If I do, it's video because it's a good use of my time. And obviously, like if I'm speaking or on a podcast, you know, that's being uh, captured. Um, It's a good use of my time as well. But um, yeah, so initially the plan that I was using didn't make money at all. Um, does it help now with credibility and stuff when people check me out online? Yeah, but is it the thing that led me to sales initially? Absolutely not.
0: Definitely, yeah. And everybody has to figure out that road for themselves. I was listening to somebody speak the other day, and he creates big funds, unicorn funds, hedge funds, and helps. He's helped twenty thousand people create their own funds as well. Oh. Um, helps build build a structure and everything like that. And um, he went to his father on his first fund and said, Hey, dad, like I want you to fund, fund me the money, you know, yeah. help me start the funds, give me the money. And his dad was financially capable of doing that. But he said that he would always be limited. If he was given a handout, initially, he had to go learn for himself how to actually raise capital. Yep. You know, and I think that is a really helpful journey for all entrepreneurs and capital raisers, both of figuring out what works and eventually hitting that one thing that does.
1: Yeah, if you think about it, I agree. Um, Pain is one of the best teachers of lessons. So if you were to take your hand right now and hold it over a candle, at some point you're gonna move your hand because it hurts, right? So as an entrepreneur or a capital raiser or, or just anybody in life, if you experience actual pain from failure, whether it's shame, or you lose a bunch of money or waste a bunch of time or all those things, guess what? You're going to pay attention to it and go, I'm not going to do that combination of things again because it burned my hand. I'm going to make an adjustment somewhere and try again. And here's what's interesting. There is a razor thin line between success and failure. It's amazing how close they are together. Like I've done things over and over and over and over unsuccessfully. And then when it works, I'm going, I changed one word on this landing page. Or I said this one thing, right? I, it's it's amazing how small it is. So it is, uh, it's something to keep in mind. And uh, if you keep going, if you consistently go after it, you, you'll you'll figure it out. Definitely, yeah. Appreciate
0: that so much. Um, so tell me a little bit more about speaking. That's something that I would like to get more involved with this year. Yep. And I I know that there's definitely some listeners and and friends and family that I have that are interested in learning how to kind of crack into that space as well. So what's been yeah. your journey to get there and, and what would you have uh, recommending for anybody that hasn't done that before?
1: I mean, I think thing number one is realizing that, at least for me, the opportunity is going to probably come before you're ready, right? There's And unless you're just naturally super comfortable, and I was not. I was terrified of it, like a lot of people are to begin. But just know that it's going to come before you're ready and you're going to feel that fear and you have to say yes anyway. So I would say one thing that's important is make sure you're knowledgeable and passionate about the topics, right? If somebody asked me to speak about sewing, it's probably not going to go well because I don't care about sewing. Yes. Right? But if it's entrepreneurship or digital marketing, like I'm in. Um, also make sure that the audience uh, is relevant kind of to what you're, what you're trying to get out there. And that's kind of out of your control. But uh, knowing the topics and just being ready for an opportunity not yet seen as big, uh, the fear is normal. If you start to stutter and flutter, just pause, breathe, and just Roll back into it, man. It's uh, you can lean into that adrenaline and actually enjoy it instead of being scared of it. It could be a really powerful thing, but like anything else, you've got to do it a few times to get more comfortable. But um, I I don't know how you prepare, you know, there's uh, there's um, groups and things you can join. I never did that. There's I'm a fan of it, there's nothing wrong with it, but I would just say be ready, be ready and say yes, even if you're terrified.
0: Absolutely. So Obviously, I've known you for a long time, got to meet you in Miami last year. That was another state for me, Florida. So I knocked out four states last year um, in two weekends, back to back. Um, anyway, so I know that the biggest thing that we wanted to talk about today is digital marketing strategy, architecture, and using automation via active campaign. So a little, I'll, I'll kind of preface this part of the conversation. So I only do business with people that I like. And people that I I feel have um, you know good credentials and they're honest people. So I've talked to hundreds of people in real estate, marketing, etc. Over the last year, and I instantly typically like people, but there's some people that I realize after the conversation I'm like, man, this person would give me a lot of trouble if I did business with them. You know, and and I instantly liked talking to you and that is why I have utilized some of your expertise to help me with my marketing and uh, setting up my funnel as well. So I am using you and I I would fully support anybody uh, using you as well to help build their brand and build their business. So uh, tell me a little bit more about what you do. um, What are some of your strategies? What's your expertise and how can that help
1: in real estate?
0: That's yeah, a great question.
1: And I, I appreciate the, the kind words as well. Um, so, I help capital raisers specifically. And, like you said, it's an active campaign. So, very niche. And from a high level, we help with new investor prospects. So, for most people, when somebody joins your list, if you don't have a deal, nothing happens, right? Uh, people say it to me every week, man, I don't know what to say. So, I just say nothing at all. It's like any relationship in life you care about requires effort. It requires you talking and giving some value and it can be really, really effective that way. So we help build a series of automations when people join your list to get them warmed up, figure out who you are and what you're about. Then eventually, um, you know, ask them to book a call and that type of thing. We also help with active capital raises so we can use um, automation, goal-driven automation for email and two-way texting to announce a deal um, get soft commitments, you know, uh, paperwork signed and money wired as well. And finally, we can create some uh, pretty cool automated reminders and just remind you to take care of the people that remind that take care of you. Excuse me. So this means uh, reaching out to your kind of your VIPs, your list, the people who have invested, the people who said they want to in the future. So from a super high level, that's what we help with. Um, the thing that I've been focused on lately is I, I recognize that even though people use this machine, there's a there's a disconnect in people's mind with traffic, right? All traffic is not created equal. What I'm talking about is the way that you build your list is everything, right? If you do it the wrong way, if you're buying lists or scraping lists, the machine is never going to produce like you want it to, right? If you're using good marketing, kind of brand awareness, attraction-based marketing, you get the right people in your world, it would be potentially interested investors, into your world, you have much better results. So uh, we're working internally on a couple super disruptive, uh, very positive, very powerful traffic strategies that I think could flip this industry on its head, be really, really good. So top secret for now, but I realized like, man, there's a big need for people to get high quality traffic into their funnels. And most people are going about it the wrong way. It's just not working. So hope that answers your question.
0: Absolutely. So um, if you can speak a little bit to that, I don't want you to give anyway any secrets away, um, but what would be, you know, for somebody, if somebody's a listener, they're new to uh, capital raising or trying to grow that business, what would be a strategy on social media that they could use to start building connections with people that would fit their avatar?
1: It's a great question. And I've got an answer. Um, I'm a big fan of video right? I'm a big fan of video because it's, you know, don't, don't make a video, a piece of content and say, oh, it's got to be perfect. I got to keep doing it over and over. Take one shot. No matter what you do, you cough, you stutter, one shot because it's real. And put that out there. And what it does is it attracts certain people to you and it repels other people away. And that's what you want. It's polarity, right? Nobody's going to serve everybody. If I talk to a new capital raiser and I say, who's your avatar? And they say, anybody with money. I'm like, you don't understand how this works, my friend. <laughs> so um, video is very powerful. Um, be yourself, be authentic, keep doing it, and you will see results from it uh, for sure. So it's, it's a very powerful tool. But when in doubt, use education as the focus for your content or your lead magnets. How can I speak to these people in a language that they'll understand with video? That's literally my thought process with stuff. Okay, I don't know what to make for for this. Okay, but go education focus. I'm gonna teach somebody something works every time. So you never run out of different ways to teach you never run out of different ideas to teach, and you learn more about whatever you're talking about when you teach, you know, the best students have to become teachers first.
0: Passive investors in real estate are able to receive a check every month. Some people call that mailbox money. We say money really does grow on trees. This is the website at biggerpictureholdings.com where we have a ton of free resources to help you learn more about planting your very own money tree. So you had a good quote before this episode aired and I took note of it and I wanted to read it out loud and then get your thoughts on, on what it meant. So you said I believe that good things happen at the intersection of faith and hard work. So what does that mean to you, Jason?
1: Yeah, um, it is a good quote. I like that. Here's what it means to me. So uh, when this, when I got started in this business, you know, people always say if you had one word to talk about entrepreneurship, what's it been like? I always say brutal. It's been really hard. Like a lot of, lot of losses, a lot of pain, financially and and all that. And I, I can remember many times in the first couple years of doing this. Where I'm like talking to my wife, like, I have no idea how this mortgage is gonna get paid, right? But instead of sitting around, like, well, I'm just gonna have faith it'll work out. I'm just sitting there. I was like, I'm gonna have faith that it's gonna work out, but I'm gonna actually search for every legal ethical way to make money that I can also. Sure enough, every time something would pop up and I'd be like, there is, and go. So believing, believing in God, believing that you'll have opportunities, Coupled with relentless work and searching and willingness to do whatever it takes, beautiful things can happen. Like we've never been in a situation where we've been truly without because of that. Absolutely going nuts after it in that way. So uh, I'm saying it from experience. It's a beautiful thing, but uh, the mistake I think people make sometimes is they'll say, well, I'm just going to have faith. It works out. And they just sit in the recliner and sit around and wait. It's not how it works. There's no ship. That's just going to come in you got to swim out to it. You know what I mean? So that's what I meant. Right. Yeah, no, I love that so much. And and a, a good quote from the
0: Bible is faith without works is dead." you know, so it requires faith, but it, faith is, is motion. I would say yep. it's belief in motion is a good way to describe faith. Yep. Absolutely. So I quit my job last week as we talked about on your podcast recently. And, you know, I'm stepping out in faith. I don't know where I'm going and I'm not going to say, I don't know what I'm doing because that would be a lie. Um, but I've also got a lot of good people around me. You know, I've got good mentors and, you know, a lot of different people I'm reaching out to and building connections with. So um, I believe that God is going to cause whatever I'm doing to be fruitful, whether that means financially or not. I don't know. But I know it's going
1: to be fruitful for his kingdom. And that's what really matters. You know, it's going to be interesting for you. Yeah. as I always thought I was a destination guy. When I reach X, my life will feel a certain way. But I've learned that like a financial milestone, every time I reach the next milestone, I feel exactly the same. I'm a journey <laughs> that's so true. I'm obsessed with the journey, bro. The unknown, yeah. we've made probably five or six major pivots in our business because we've never been so married to our own ideas that we weren't willing to see something and go, you know what, that's in line with what we're doing. Let's pivot there because there's a huge opportunity. So just never be in, in so in love with your own path that you you miss a better opportunity or a better road. So the journey is the addiction for me, and it's a great addiction. It's a beautiful thing. So
0: yeah, that's a good place to be, man. I and I like that too. I think that's you know that's how we're supposed to live life. I've always been so focused on the destination, you know. And I bought a house a couple years ago, and honestly, like I was just like, I don't even like so what, you know. Because like, I'm, I'm so focused on the next destination, you know? And so, it's like, man, that's not, that's not any way to live. Like yeah. I I'm so grateful for the journey
1: these days and the relationships that I get to build. And, um, that's, that's really what it's about. And sometimes I'll, I'll realize I'll go, man. Um, you know, like I said a second ago, like, I don't feel any different than it a year ago, but if you stop and look back over your shoulder, where you came from, that perspective can be all you need to go. Oh yeah. Okay. Now I see it like day to day doesn't feel any different. But if you look back at where you started, you can see, you can see the path and it makes you super appreciative and humble and thankful. And then you just keep going.
0: Definitely. Yes, sir. So last few topics for this episode, um, definitely want to talk about passive investing a little bit. And then um, I know you're gearing up to prepare to start raising capital as well. So um, tell me about the passive investment that you've made and why did you take steps to to do that? What was the benefit that you saw from passively investing?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the passive investment I made was a 121 door unit in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, the general partner that I was talking to about it, um, you know, I, I liked the the deck, and I he really was uh comfortable with it and there was just i recognized a lot of the stores in the area and i was like yeah this this does even to me like logically it seems way underpriced and we've already increased the rents pretty quick and everything so everything's going according to plan uh but passive investing i mean the thing that's nice is i don't have to fool with it right i don't have to do any of this stuff that general partners are doing um it's a great there's great tax benefits obviously with the cost segregation study depreciation stuff so that's great uh traditional stock market just doesn't do it for me man Uh, I feel like it's a rigged system in a lot of ways. Um, I grew up in a family where everything was corporate America, 401k. Nobody looked outside the means. I've done some other alternate, like alternative investments, right? I have physical silver in a safe in my house. Come get it. I dare you. I'm a crypto investor, right? I'm willing to mix things up because diversification, uh, it makes sense to me. So um, I've got a little money in the stock market and a Roth, but, um, Roth IRA, but, um, I've pulled a lot of that out and put it into real estate. So it just makes a lot of sense. Uh, there's obviously great opportunities to make returns as well, but you're actually like contributing to something that's like helping people. Like it's giving people a nicer place to live. Yeah. They may pay more for it, but they're getting a much nicer place. So it's not like you're just throwing money, like, you know, into a slot machine or something. There's actually some real world good from it as well. So. Uh, I like everything about it. That's awesome. Yeah, and I, I like real estate investing for all the reasons that you
0: just listed. And, you know, there's many more as well. Um, so what is what is triggering you to once you start raising capital as well?
1: Yeah, well, real estate question. actively. Yeah, it's a great question. And you got to think like my network based on this digital marketing business is pretty amazing. So the amount of support people that are like, bro, you should do this, you would be great at it. Uh, if you need help, let me know. I'll help you. I've had dozens of people say that some really yes. heavy hitters in the industry. Um, I've got a pretty good grab on the uh, the marketing machine for what happens after they join the list. And I have some really good ideas that use education as a way to attract my ideal passive investor as well. And we'll be testing those soon. I think it'll work really well. I think it'll be um, successful. I love the idea of a 506C. I love, um, you know, I would love to talk to all new investors first, but if some people want to dive in, I like having that ability. I like being able to market the deals. Uh, I kind of like the the fund model, fund to fund model. Right now, it makes sense to me. And even in this, I'm looking at a short term rental fund. So I'm looking at stuff uh, a little bit, you know, um, less mainstream than apartment buildings or you know, but apartment buildings are great as well. So
0: definitely, man. So last two topics um, we talked about a lesson learned in entrepreneurship for your unique path. So what what is something that you've learned or wish you would have done differently or wish you would have done sooner?
1: Yeah, so I don't wish I would have done anything differently because the path has been the education. But big lesson is patience. Like I'm not a patient guy Mm -hmm. by nature at all. But when I quit my job the first time, I was making about 80,000 a year. I told my wife, I'll recover this monthly income in three months. No idea where I came up with that number. I didn't make anything. I made zero dollars <laughs> three months after I quit. So yeah. I had to end up going back to corporate America a short time later. But uh, nothing happens as fast as you want it to. You know, we're seven years, uh, almost seven and a half years in business. And we're just now reaching a point that I never thought we'd reach. But it, it takes time, right? Momentum is harder to start, but much easier to maintain. So that patience piece is really big. Because uh, a lot of people give up, man. They come up with these goals and, hey, I'm going to raise. Five million dollars my first year, and maybe they raise 750. Don't give up, right? Next year might be the five, or it might be three million. You just got to keep going. So the timeline is unknown. So
0: absolutely. Definitely. I think that's that's a lot of wisdom right there. Finally, uh lastly, want to shine the spotlight on you. You know, what is something that you're most proud of so far in real estate and entrepreneurship, your biggest accomplishment, and maybe something that you're gonna
1: be shooting for in the, the coming year. Hmm. Biggest accomplishment so far. Uh, it's not about me, man. Uh, it's about the team. So, I've got my wife and I and seven people working for us. And uh, I just, it's just really, uh, it's an amazing feeling uh, creating an environment that people become addicted to for all the right reasons. We've got a lot of stay-at-home moms on the team, um, a lot of uh, military wives on the teams. Never the plan, just worked out that way. Like people kind of attract each other. And uh, just seeing that we've got a company that people love being a part of, seeing we can make a real impact on our clients and that people can depend on their checks from us every week. It's just a really amazing feeling to be like, hey, there's something here bigger than me and it's impacting the clients and the team and the world the way we want it to. So that's my biggest thing, man. And I look at the company name now for a long time. It's like, it doesn't make sense. Intentionally inspirational as a digital marketing company, but it works for us. And when I get to speak, I go, now it makes sense. So just the whole, I'm just getting chills talking about it. Just the whole journey and the realization of the impact we're starting to make is just just really, really satisfying. That's so cool. So last question, how can people get in touch with you? Yep. If you want to check out what we're doing or what we're up to, you can go to intentionallyinspirational.com. Check out everything there. Perfect. All right, Jason. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me.
0: Like and subscribe below. A new episode will air every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Are you looking for more content? Visit our website, biggerpictureholdings.com. And remember, money really
1: does grow on trees.